Alright, uh, hey guys, welcome back to the Unwrapping Success Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast all about how to succeed, how to stay motivated, and how to live a happier and healthier life. Uh, today we're talking about Casey Neistat. Is that how you say his last name? Neistat. Neistat. We're gonna go with that. Um, he's a popular, I guess, YouTube personality, filmmaker, vlogger, uh... He has a destroyed MacBook Pro. That was that's like the main thing I always remember about him. I actually it might be the video that we're going to be working with today that we're going to be playing in the background. I think he unboxes his MacBook Pro. In this video. And the way that he gets Yeah, and the way that he gets in, it might be this one. Uh it might not be though. I watched a lot of videos and I forget if that one was in this. He literally stabbed his way into the box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right through the top. <laughs> he takes it out and he's like, "Eh, it's got a scratch on it." <laughs> his whole <laughs> philosophy is you should customize everything and that technology is made to be used and it doesn't matter if it gets destroyed. You know, I honestly respect that so much because I try to take like really good care of my technology, but even I remember growing up, I would never use the eraser on a pencil because I didn't want to mess up the eraser. Tim, you're lying. You're no, lying. I'm not. You're so lying. <laughs> Tim's okay, never, never used an eraser before. <laughs> never is a strong word, but I, I would go through like at least half the pencil before I used the eraser. I would like scribble out mistakes in pencil because I didn't want to mess up the eraser. Wow. Just wow. You like to keep things in, like, mint condition? I'm, like, the complete opposite of Casey Neistat (laughs) in that way. Okay. Well, let me, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this podcast, subscribe and follow us on everything. And uh, check out the links below for uh, affiliate stuff. But, yeah, without further ado, let let me share. Oh, Tim, you want to say something? I'll share my screen. You can say it. I was just going to say down below we have a link for all of our podcast setup, all of our microphones, and webcams and everything that we record with so if you're interested in starting your own podcast definitely check out that amazon bundle down below okay um and video and tim you can see this all right so we're good yep okay um so yeah we're gonna be checking out uh this is not casey's nice stats video it's not on his youtube channel this is on someone else's like i think the same thing was for gary v but this one is yeah. once again like a culmination of like Casey Neistat's like biggest messages or like philosophies like merged into one video. Um, I think he does some monologues in this, and then he's also talking to other people in this mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it's a mix. And yeah, should we just hop right in? Yeah, uh, the links down below if you want to check out the original video. This is called as well as the link to Casey's channel. So this one's called Casey Neistat Life Advice. It kind of sums up everything. And this is mm-hmm. by Ben Sito. I don't know. Is that how you say his name? Sato. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Um, but yeah, we'll pause it and then we'll give our thoughts and then we'll continue playing it. So right. let's just hop right into it and clicking play now. Uh, Scott, we have a problem. What's oh wait, problem? never mind. What's... I I thought I, I thought I couldn't hear it. Oh I no, no, we it. got audio. Don't worry. 
not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste a lot of it. Life is substantiated by whatever impact or whatever contribution you can make while you're alive. The finish line's the same for everyone. We're all ending up in the same place, but while we're here, what, what contribution can you make? Do you learn more from success or failure? I think I learn more from failure. I guess all of us have this need or want to succeed in some way, but when you fail at something, especially when it's like a dramatic fail, it really makes you stop and take count and think like, why did I fail, like how can I avoid this? I think that it's always the toughest times in your life that define who you are, much more so than the easiest times or the best times. So failures are typically some of the hardest times of your life. So when I look back and I see all the sort of the pivotal moments in my life, it was always the struggle, it was always the failure that motivated me, um, not the like loveliness of success. That's so Gary V. Very similar to last week. Pause. Um, yeah, so I was about to say that, yeah, like he's literally just quoting Gary V right there. So you just have to love failure. I fail all the time. I mean, I've never seen the two of them work together. I think that they're just coming to a similar. No, they have worked together. That's the thing. Oh, they have? Yeah, I've seen that there's videos of them together doing an interview. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's like a central starting point for the both of them, just focusing on learning how to turn failure into success or like it, it started off with pre basically pretend failings impossible on like that fortune cookie yeah. wrapper. And in a lot of ways, that's saying the same thing as learn to love failure. Yeah, I think ultimately, like the, the hidden message in that is just like, be okay with taking risks because i feel like that's the way to grow and if you're if, if you live so risk averse your whole life like you're never gonna mm -hmm. never gonna grow into your full potential um but yeah continue yep playing now don't give up you will fail a thousand times but then you'll succeed and most people like to give up after they fail. Failure really happens when you've decided that you no longer want to pursue that dream. Like that's the moment of failure. Never give up. And that sounds like a platitude, but I mean that. Because if you try and then fail, and then try and then fail, and then try and then fail, and then try and then fail, and just keep doing that, eventually you will succeed. Just make a decision. It'll be the right decision, but just make a decision. You'll make it right. What I have to do is you're told. If you truly disagree with someone, challenge them and don't back down. Hard work and tenacity. Just gotta keep working hard and never, ever, ever, ever stop. Really focusing and investing yourself into something you're passionate about will always yield better results than scattering yourself around and spreading yourself thin. What keeps you from quitting? For me, I just love it. Why would you ever quit something you really love? The only thing in life that stands oh, this is between a classic for you him. and- I love this. <laughs> Everything you've ever wanted to do is doing it. In life, you have two options. You can do your own thing and stand out, or you can do what you're supposed Never to do, do that. what everyone else does, and you can fit in. There's nothing wrong with fitting in, but you're fitting into cultural or societal norms that were created by other people. Now, in some cases, these norms are great, um, but in others, they don't make sense. These norms, these rules, were created by someone 
someone just like you or someone just like me. I don't know who created these norms. Chances are they weren't anyone smarter than you or me. And if I'm not a fan of the way things are, I just do my own thing because I trust myself and I trust my perspective more so than that of other people. When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is. Steve Jobs. And you're your life is just Beard. to live your life inside the world, try right. not to bash into the walls too much, uh, uh, try to have a nice family life, uh, have fun, save a little money. But life, th that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You just you rip off that quote? It. You can you can build your own things that other people can use and the minute Casey. that you understand that you can poke life and probably actually did. something will you know, very push in, something will pop out the other side that you can you can change it you can mold it um, that's maybe the most important thing is to shake off this uh, this uh, erroneous notion that life is is there and you're just gonna live in it versus embrace it change it Prove it. Make your mark upon it. Um, I, I think that's very important. And however you learn that, once you learn it, uh, you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. Um, once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Your grasp should always be just outside your reach. What's Change the point the title? title is, like, um, Casey Neistat plus Steve Jobs. I know. I was about to say, I was like, is this turning into a Steve Jobs like episode <laughs> now? Can you tell why I picked this one? Yeah, now I now I can. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't it I didn't that was that's one side of like Casey I didn't really know. Uh I didn't really like think that he was so against societal norms. Um again, I watched so many so many of these videos by Casey Neistat or like other people combining his content that I'm I, I don't want to spoil anything that's in here, but he talked about something with like, so his main profession is he's a videographer and he doesn't want to give in to the cliches of videography because those are just the norms that somebody else made. And he ha and those are like the norms from the last generation. And mm -hmm. his job as someone who is a videographer is to create the norms for the next generation. So he, like, basically, he's the next step in the ladder, and he says it's the same in, like, every industry. If that is in this, he'll say it even better than I did. But cliches are just the norms of the last generation. Yeah. is basically one of his messages. I know that uh, one person left a comment on his YouTube channel one time, and he put it in a video. Someone said that he's like, or No. He's like, why, why are you, why are you vlogging? Like you should be making, like, you should be not wasting your time and make actual movies. And I, I think that like made him really mad because he said, like, as you said, that's like the old generation cliche of how they did it. Like if you wanted to be a filmmaker, you had to make like Hollywood style films or TV shows. Like that's what was cool. Like that's what people watched. And now it's like 20 people, years ago or whatever. Yeah. And so now, like, he makes vlogs, he films his life on a daily basis. He filmed his life for, like, 500 days in a row. I don't know if you knew that. 
he did a daily vlog where he literally like woke up every day and filmed every part of his day and then edited for six hours at the end of it, which is like kind of insane um, while having a family <laughs> and living in New York City. Yeah. But yeah, now he's trying to say like, that never sleeps. Exactly. Now he's trying to say like that is the new norm. Like that's what people want to watch. And it's like you, you should like move on from the old way of things. Mm hmm. Also, someone says Casey Neistat looks like someone. I forget what it is. Whatever. But uh, yeah, he ripped off Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Playing now. He's like Bill Gates. If they aren't seemingly unattainable. Adam wants to know, tell me how to succeed as in motivation. I can't tell you that. <laughs> you have to find your own motivation. Can't rely on other people. Roasted. I like that because I think so many people think if they just listen to enough motivational speakers, they'll get motivated. But when I discovered something I love doing. It's not just the speakers. Right. I decided then and there to do that for the rest of my life. If you commit your entire life to a dream, you will find it. There's only one of two possible outcomes. Number one, you'll find it. You will succeed. Number two, you'll die trying. And it won't make a difference either way. So that is a guarantee. That is a positively a guaranteed way to get there. Which is that to commit to this, to commit everything to chasing that dream, it may guarantee You'll find that it does not guarantee a happy or great life. There's only one determination, there's only one factor that makes you a success or does not make you a success. It's a binary. And that is, are you happy? Dreams matter, goals matter. And what they do is they serve as this guiding light that steers you through life. You keep your eyes fixed on that and life may take you in all of these crazy trajectories and along the way, you'll find what makes you happy. That pursuit may lead you to a place you could have never imagined, but a place where you're very, very happy. No matter what pursuit you choose, happiness, it is happiness that matters. I'm going to pause it right there. So we've talked yeah. about like what success means and, and how it's different for every person. He's straight up saying like, if you want to be successful, like you have to be happy. Like he's using those words interchangeably now. Yeah. So he, I think that's, he doesn't beat I think that's the bush basically here. what, what we came down to also, except perhaps he was smarter because he just got right to it versus, <laughs> versus an hour long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> playing now as long as your work is fulfilling you're doing the right thing like if i don't do what i love if i don't pursue this thing that i want to pursue what is the alternative i do something that i don't like because i'm supposed to fear is real fear is something you'll always have to confront but what's on the other side of fear is always something something that's that's worth it the freedom for me is waking up in the morning and going to sleep at night and in between doing exactly what I want to do. What's the secret to happiness? The secret to happiness is finding something you love and then doing that for the rest of your life. It's never any one thing that takes you where you want to be. Kind of the magic of being open-minded in your pursuit is that like these unknowns, like where it might take you that you didn't imagine, that's usually where you find something that is actually what your goals are. In life, you should only ever be doing one of two things. 
and that is figuring out what you're most passionate about, like finding your dreams in life. And then two, realizing those passions, realizing those dreams. And the first one is much harder than the second one. If you know what you want to do, no big deal. You just commit your entire life to doing it and you'll either get really close or you'll die trying. Absolutely fixate on what it is that I want to be doing all day long every day. Like, what am I doing right now? Is this exactly where I want to be? And by always checking with myself, always checking in, like always hitting that reset button, I can always be really confident in my actions because I know that my ambition is true. It's like that platitude without a goal you can't score. I really believe in that because if you can't see like the goalposts, how do you know which way to kick the ball? That is, that's all Gary V talks about is self-awareness and he was just like, that's what he's trying to get out right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to add any more to that, but I always like that quote. If you if you don't have a goal, you can't score. The problem is, once upon a time, when I heard that, my first thought was, well, in football, there is no goal. And that's all I think anytime <laughs> I ever hear that. There's a goal post. But in the majority of scoring attempts, the goal post is not involved. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. And then he also highlighted that, um, man, I'm just blanking. What was the last thing he just said in that? Um, uh, you can't reach a goal if you don't have, have a goal. You can't, you can't score if you don't have a goal. Um, Okay, maybe if maybe I'll yeah. keep playing it, but if it comes back to me, I'll just mention it. Yeah, I was I was just zoning out and into it. <laughs> I was just so deep into the motivation, I forgot where I was. <laughs> but no, no, that's a serious problem, though. Like that's a negative of watching motivational videos is sometimes you just get wrapped up in watching so many of them that you actually never do anything because <laughs> they are addicting yeah, to watch. Like, you just get like absorbed in it and. You spend so much time getting pumped up that you never like actually go out on the field and do anything. Right. I like when Gary Vee says, he's like, don't buy my book. I'm pretty sure he writes in his book. He's like, put this book down right now. Stop reading it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a New York Times bestselling author. He's like, don't read my book. (laughs) But now I want to. Right, right, Tim? When someone tells you you don't not to do something. If they tell me not to do it, I want to do it. Uh, Before you play it again, though. The the other thing uh, that he said a number of times and that, like, Gary V also says all the time is, you know, find what you love and, like, commit to that. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, but go ahead. And I feel like it, it's just, it's definitely, I don't want to discourage people from doing that, but at the same time, it's important that people always realize that even what you love it's going to be work sometimes. Like, I like the two of us, we really like podcasting, and you're a bit better at this than I am, but when it comes to editing, it still feels like work, even though it is something that we enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... It, and It's still tedious at times. I think people don't realize too often that when someone finds their dream job, their dream job still feels like work at least half the time. Yeah, I don't really buy that like 
oh, if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I I don't really agree with that, to be honest. Like, everyone has those moments where they don't feel like working, even if it's a job they love. I mean, even Casey Neistat and Gary Vee, when they wake up and go into work, I'm sure half the days, they really would rather be somewhere else. But they know that they... But it's, it's like a complicated thing where they know that they have to be there and they're glad that they are. But even when you love what you do, a lot of the time feels like work. Mm-hmm. I think that's going along the lines that you can't be happy 24-7. Like you're going to be sad and not motivated all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, playing now. Playing now. How I have confidence in who I am and the decisions I make is that I have this moral compass in life. Every decision that I make is made through the looking glass, the perspective of my moral compass, of what I believe is right and what I believe is wrong. You do that over enough time, and it gives you a sense of pride. It gives you a sense of of confidence in, in what you've done in life. If you're not constantly evolving your craft, then what's the point in doing it anyways? Be you. Like, that's the best advice I can think what? of. There are two things that? in life that I think really I know who that is, but like, why, why who you that? are as a person, really shape who you are as a person. There's education and there's experience. And when it comes to experience, there's the kind that you pursue, like a trip, or deciding to like kiss that girl for the first time, or kiss Quality. that boy for the first time. And then there's the kind of experience that just happens to you. Um, like when I got hit by a car and broke my leg, and those experiences, they, they have a huge impact on who you are, and they affect who you are for the rest of your life. Wait, so I should get hit by a car? Is that what he said? No. <laughs> we, do it, you definitely won't. everybody in this room, um, and most of the people that we encounter on a daily basis, we have won the lottery on life. When it comes back to obligation, I believe because we have this just incredible, incredible life, that we have obligations to embrace all of this opportunity that's all around us. That because we won the lotto on life, and at every time we see an opportunity, it's ours to embrace it. There are always really good reasons not to do things. But like if you really, if you really believe that it's something you have to do, the universe has a way of making it okay. There's always a good excuse not to do something. Looking back, um, it only inspires me and motivates me more to embrace risk. Had I yielded to logic then, I don't know where I'd be. But I wouldn't be where I am right now, and I'm very, very happy right now. I want to talk about risk. As a guiding principle, life shrinks and life expands in direct proportion to your willingness to assume risk. Life is like this super temporary, mega fragile thing. You only get like a nugget of time to really pursue the things you care about. And my rule is that the right time is always right now. Identifying risk, identifying fear, and then just smashing through it. Because a a fear is looking back and wishing that I had done these things. The most dangerous thing you can do in life is play it safe. That hits home, man. But I agree. It's like, think about the stock market. <laughs> you're so risk averse. Like, you're never going to make anything. The people who risk, who are risk averse invest in uh, a savings account at their bank and, never, and earn a uh, dollar every month. And they lose money. Yeah, now they inflation. are losing money to inflation. Yep. 
Yeah. I it's also so I think that uh Casey and and Gary they're both I feel like hopefully we'll just add to this list like over time. Yeah, we probably will. That that we're referencing like I I guess I would encourage like our listeners to go back and like listen to what we said about Gary V to hear how they connect and I think as the season goes on we'll just reference like any everybody that we've talked about so far. Um I think with these two, they're both very much so entrepreneurial motivational speakers. So like their main target demographic are people that they want to go out and start businesses. Yeah. We're gonna and it's gonna so when, we're not gonna have those same people like down the line. Like not all our speakers are like entrepreneurial. Yeah, I think at, at least our next three weeks are like very much so non-entrepreneurial. Um, so it'll be interesting to like contrast them, but like that's the big risk I think he's getting at. I mean, the upside potential to starting a business is incredible, but the downside potential is also very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what do you think about? When he says, like, when you're looking for your passion, you either, like, try your hardest or looking for your dream. You, like, find it or you'll die trying. I have to, like, think. I have to, like, analyze that or go a little deeper and think, wait, so you're going to die trying this? That means, like, you never actually found it. Like, did you make any money your whole life? Like, did that pop into your head? Hmm. I think the thing I fear is... I'm not convinced that everyone has a dream. Or at least not the dream that they believe that they have. That that that's better. Like again, going back to that whole idea, if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I think too many people misunderstand what their dream is. So they'll they will have found something really great that they love, but that They'll believe that there's something so much better out there. Right. And perhaps pass up a really, like, a really awesome opportunity for potentially a better one. And, and I mean, I guess that's risk. Like, he's encouraging people, keep going, keep searching for something better. But how do you know once you've found your dream? It's like, it's like the quote from The Office. I wish we would know when the good old days are. So we know to live more in the moment. You ever heard of that? You'll never know when you're at like the peak of like happiness, I guess, or the peak of like your favorite job. Isn't that, I thought that was out of a song originally. Like Green Day or something. Is that the one that's like, I hope you had the time of your life or something? I don't think it's that song, but. Yeah, that I believe that's Green Day, unless it's Avicii. Um, either either way, but I I guess that's what what I fear with that kind of messaging for most people. It is not settling down when the time is right to settle down. Or settle into something. Even if that's not settling down. I, I don't know if I ever would want to settle down. But I would want to settle into something. Mm-hmm. Settling you know, has a it, bad connotation to it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. 
But eventually there's a day when like Steve, well, he's probably not the perfect. I was going to say Steve Jobs. He's probably not perfect since he got fired from Apple. But like Bezos, he started Amazon. Should he go start another business or should he settle into Amazon and just focus on Amazon? Yeah, I, um, I think Casey said earlier, like, don't spread yourself too thin. Like, if focus on one thing. I guess that's not exactly what you're you're saying right now, but sort of related. Yeah, and the other thing, I'm sure I, I said it last week with Gary V. It's very easy to turn these speakers into one dimensional figures when you just watch a 16 minute YouTube video on them. But if you actually were to sit down, I'm sure Casey would have like, um, would be able to answer like more questions and, and tell you like your pro this might be your dream that you've already realized, you know? Yeah. And I, I think these people's ideas constantly evolve. Like I bet he doesn't necessarily agree with everything he's saying in this video right now. That's also true. I, I, it's a couple, it's a snippet of clips from a short period in his life. Right. And, and, and what he's saying, like, yeah, it, it, the target demographic he's speaking to is probably like among a certain age group, a certain type of person. Like when he says like the biggest mistake you can make in life is not taking risks. Like he's not talking like when you're a grand grandfather, grandparent, grandmother, like those people don't take risks at their age. One, because they're extremely fragile and they could die easily. <laughs> and two, they don't have the energy for it. Yeah, you're uh, you're 78. It's time to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Gary V says that. I don't agree with him when he says that. He's always like, it's never too late. You're 80 years old to start a business. Like, no. Like, retire <laughs> and relax. <laughs> He's also the person that says he's never going to retire. I literally heard him say that in a podcast a couple days ago. I'm not convinced I'm going to retire. Honestly, you say that now, but like, I bet you will. I, uh, so here's what I will say. I do imagine someday I will retire, but I would hope it's in like my late seventies. I, I can't imagine actually rushing out at 55, 65. Yeah, around that I age. think you're saying that because you're trying to find a career that you really like. And I feel like those people who are trying to rush out hate what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like there's That's a ton true. of people who say, I can't wait to retire. It's like, but work in a way gives did you they like take, a purpose. Right? And did they take risks in their 20s? Probably not. Those people. Um, okay, let's get back to the video. I, I still have some more stuff to say, but let's get back to the video. Playing now. Okay. Don't worry about what other people think. If you believe in yourself, like, who gives a shit what anybody says or tries to do? They're wrong, you're right, go get them. So how I stay positive when life gets me down is I have so many resources, I have so many different ways to express myself and change things. So when life gets me down, that's my fault. And it's my responsibility to change it. I love the beat up we glasses. We all have little things in our lives that we are in control of. So in life, when external forces get you down, you fall back on the things that you are in control of. People who have abandoned their dreams and aspirations 
will always discourage others from pursuing theirs. Anytime someone doubts you in life, there's only one thing you can do, and that is prove them wrong. First and foremost, haters are losers. Is that on a shirt? Ignore them because they don't matter. If you're somebody that I don't want in my life, get out. They bring people down in hopes of elevating themselves, but that's not how the world works. If you're bringing someone else down, you're going right there with them. That is fact. You know, I think every time somebody puts you down, it makes you want to push harder to go back up. Happiness is the best revenge. Nothing drives people crazier than seeing someone have a good fucking life. People who judge others, their opinions don't matter because they don't matter. Never pick on someone because of the way they look. You can't help the way you look. You've got to judge people by their substance, not by their superficiality. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Assume that they're being good. Assume that they're being positive. The alternative is to be a negative, skeptical, cynical person. And there's enough cynicism in this world. If you put in the time to work hard at being positive and being optimistic, it's a much better life. But it does take more work. Now, there's one simple reason why it's never ever okay to complain. And that is, there's always someone that has it worse than you do. Most of the time, people who complain have nothing to complain about. It really doesn't matter. Man, he was like really, I, I, I like that segment actually. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's relatable a lot. I think anyone can relate to that. The whole haters or losers and like, no, that is true. And I've actually experienced plenty of people who've done that. I think I talked about that in my episode, my interview episode on, on College Made Easy, actually. How, like, I, like, people discouraged me so much um, when I was trying to, like, do YouTube, and I just wanted to prove mm -hmm. them wrong the entire time. And then once I started becoming, like, somewhat successful, then they, like, somewhat, like, turned around and, like, became interested and, and stuff like that and wanted to work with me. So I just, yeah, I find that so funny. I'm sure you saw a huge transformation from like when you probably had like fewer than a hundred subscribers and then even into like a couple hundred, like three, four hundred or whatever, compared to once you had twenty thousand, like the attitude that people had when they talked to you about your channel is probably completely different. Oh yeah. I mean I never knew you before like I, I don't know what the actual number was, but I never knew you before 20,000. You probably knew me when I was at seven to 800, I believe, freshman year. Okay. And now I'm at like, well, life made easy. Is that like, I, I don't upload on that sadly anymore. I'm focusing on another one. But yeah, now I'm at like 44K or something. Mm hmm. Yeah, so. It. I'm just sure that people like, responded very differently and it's even something i think about like with this podcast sometimes you know as we're recording this it's sitting around three three fifty subscribers and you know it's i believe in it you believe in it i think our subscribers believe in it but people who haven't actually sat down and listened it's difficult to know whether it'll make it or not right you know well a lot of people like Actually, I don't I don't really know if we've had haters on our podcast before who say like your podcast sucks. But like for the most part, on the flip side of that, I feel like every time we introduce our podcast to someone or maybe it's it, it's more of like 
I, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be bothered to listen to it. But when, when people do listen to it, like we've received like an absolute ton of positive feedback on this. Yeah. Even from coworkers think, at my job, I'm not even kidding you, who like enjoyed listening to this. The other thing is, I think we've done a good job. Um, you know, like it definitely stood out to me by the time we reached like senior year, surrounding ourselves like a positive bubble. Like he was saying, like, just push the haters out of your life. Like, I think that we've done a good job of that generally. Um, not that I, I think I had many haters in my life and I don't know about yours, but yeah, I don't really know if I have any like haters at the moment. You have like one but, person from high school who kind of brought me down and I've had to like deal with that and it's not fun, but you have to do it. But e- even more so than even just neutral people, like I feel like I'm generally surrounded with very positive people nowadays, which is a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that with friends, families a little, uh, a little more yeah, difficult I- there. <laughs> I think it's uh it's easier once you're like truly an adult compared to certainly high school and a little bit college. But even college is so much easier to do that in than high school. I do I do like what he said with like with the people trying to bring you down, like they assume that if I bring you down then you're going to go up. And oh, no, I'm sorry. If I bring you down, I'm going up and you're going down. But realistically, like, you're both going down at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Cooking plate. Every once in a while, when things feel really good, you just stop and look around and pay really close attention and then say, I'm going to remember this moment. He's just remembering to stop and think. Sometimes you're so busy, life is so fast, you forget to think. You gotta stop and think. You think about what makes you happy. You think about what makes you sad. What makes you fulfilled. What's a waste of time. What's a good use of your time. You gotta think. Anytime you have like a special experience in life, and in the moment, it feels great. It feels wonderful. As time goes by, they go from being these like little fun things to something so much more substantial. Time has this magical ability to erase all the negative and amplify all the positive. It is those moments in aggregate that equal life. If you can figure out work and you can figure out family, you will be happy in life. That's it? There are, there are only a few things in life that directly contribute to your day-to-day happiness as much as working with people, being surrounded by people that you really like to be around. Life is so much better when you have someone to share it with. When you have family to share it with, it's great. When you have friends to share it with, it's amazing. And if you're really, really lucky, if you meet a stranger in your lifetime and decide that you want to share your life with that stranger, that's amazing. That is the, that is one of the greatest parts of life. A shared life is a great quote. Perfection is the enemy of good. And what that means is you can never let your desire for perfection prevent you from finishing something that's good. Because to finish something, even imperfectly, is to learn from it, and then you can move on 
and get closer to perfection. I say this about any regrets or any things from my past that I wish I had done. I'm so happy with where I am right now in life, I'd never look back and say I wish I had done things differently. Forget about the years past and just focus on the future. I'm always looking forward to like starting anew. I'm much more about looking forward and thinking what can I do now to affect my future than I am looking at my past saying I wish I had done this. Subscribe to Casey. Stop. Um, yeah, so he added you. <laughs> so I wanted to get your reaction to that. Oh. <laughs> uh, perfect is the enemy of good. Only like that is the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, I'm a total perfectionist. Um, although I, I, I wouldn't say I have a terrible case up. But waiting into wait, it's true that things can always be made better. So I always want to like work on a project just a little bit longer mm -hmm. to make it a little bit better. And combine that with the fact that I'm a procrastinator, it's a really bad combination. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think quantity and quality, it's just like a, it's just a balance. Right. And everybody's going to be predisposed to favoring one or the other, you know, accomplishing as many tasks as possible or doing a task as perfect as possible. Everybody's going to be predisposed to pick one and they just have to realize which one they go for and figure out how to balance. Put that in a quote when Tim runs for office. Uh <laughs> would be quite a long quote put that on a t-shirt size 12 font <laughs> on a yard sign comic sans <laughs> <laughs> i should do a campaign in all comic sans <laughs> was our econometrics exams in comic sans i forget yeah they were oh such a meme oh, i love that although you you had them online right yeah yeah Did i print it out I might have. I don't, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I missed mm. that class so much. That was one of my favorite classes at, at our school. Econometrics, yeah. really? I keep thinking about that. I, yeah. I did enjoy it, but for me, it was, you know, two whole years ago now. I know. Do you feel old? No, 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 it's no, no. Weird. I thought you take, took it in the spring. Fall? No, it's never. Oh no, no, in it's the in the fall. Yeah, so it was. Yeah. Wow, that was two years ago. You're so old. It's how you feel. It's just weird. It's how you feel. It's not about your age. Um, oh, I'm terrified for my next birthday for like the first time. Twenty-three. Three. I mean, not terrified. That's probably a strong word, but like, it can wait. Every yeah, I know. Maybe you should be more. Maybe you should take more risks, and then you'll feel I, better. I think I, I think I already peaked. It's all downhill now. <laughs> I just no. One of my favorite quotes at the end of there, uh, at the end of the video, was when he says, "He's like, all you need to be happy is like work and family." I was like, "Wow, it's like, it's like really simple." <laughs> Again, though, he's targeting the entrepreneurs. Like I know, right. <laughs>
I don't think everybody needs to love work. Unfortunately, we do, like, perhaps not. We do put a lot of our life toward it. So you would hope to love it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But I think it comes down to family. I wouldn't cross off friends. I mean, perhaps I'm biased because I'm 22. I might feel different at 50, but... Probably will. And then it is also those experiences, though. I mean, whatever you love to do, whether it be sports, music, theater, travel, you have to do that also. Or figure out those things that you like to do and then. <laughs> Tim, Tim's lighting just went crazy. <laughs> Tim's officially live on our Am podcast. Am I still here? Yeah, yeah, so you're still here. <laughs> oh my I god. I think that... the the power went out. How am I still here? <laughs> Maybe Tim might cut out in like five Lit seconds. I'm literally <laughs> I'm literally recording on a desktop computer. The power went out. Like every TV, like I've got a TV on. The TV turned off. My monitor turned off. Tim's that... computer is just built different. <laughs> It doesn't even need electricity. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we got that on the recording. <laughs> that was so strange. Honestly, you probably know what um, it was. It was probably like such a short like cut in electricity that like your power supply was still like had had some leftover juice or something. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Anyways, Tim's like motivation, motivation. Oh, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Trying to remember. Yeah, it, I, I think I made my point. I was just saying. It, it, I think it, it is a bit more than family and work. Especially because I think that there's a lot of people who don't get the work side of things. And I don't think it should be ignored, but perhaps their focus was just elsewhere and they got more elsewhere. Yeah, so that's that's a critique I was about to have in this is like, you notice this whole video, he didn't mention leisure at all. Maybe he did, but I didn't I didn't catch it. Yeah. Because like he again, again, the entrepreneur audience. Yeah, like he doesn't sleep. Well, no, that's not true. He doesn't sleep a lot. He um, there was one YouTube video where he like broke down his daily schedule with like little toy blocks, and he he's like he says like yeah I edit my video at like one a.m. to like five a.m. Mm -hmm. I wake up at seven or eight or something. It's like I don't want to do that. That's a bit extreme. Yeah, you need like a healthy balance in life. Yeah. But Casey Neistat, ladies and gentlemen, uh, famous YouTuber, entrepreneur, owner of Beam, has a family, and actually moved out of New York City. I don't know. If, I don't think he's written a book. If he does, I'll definitely read that. Um, yeah, inspirational. Yeah, very hard. Uh, he's he sold his uh, multimedia company Beam to CNN in 2018. 
That was for um, $22 million, I think. Something like that. It doesn't say that on Wikipedia. Oh. I'm just taking a uh, guess. That's what I thought it was. It might have been. You're probably right. I mean, if if a number popped into your brain, I, I would say yeah. it's probably right. Um, but yeah, definitely subscribe to his channel. Subscribe to ours if you haven't already. Subscribe. Uh, check out Ben Sato's channel. He's the one who put together that video that we just shared with you. Um, yeah, live as if it were impossible to fail. <laughs> he goes back to the fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on the next episode of the Unwrapping Success Podcast, which is, Tim, who is it? Oh, God. Who's the, who's the speaker? Give, uh, give him oh, a Oh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Oh, my God. That's going to be a hoot. Oh, God. Yep. I'm going to, I feel like we're going to rip him apart. I'm not even going to lie. It'll be an interesting one. <laughs> He's that's got the sure. deepest voice on planet Earth. But we'll see you in the next <laughs> one, everyone. Peace out. Yeah.